now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you are in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor with Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show members a call. They would love to hear from you. And I can help you as well, too. I'm a rare born and raised Victorian. I've been selling real estate now for over 29 years. I've helped hundreds of people with their purchases or sales in residential or investment real estate. I could happily help you out as well, too. If you need a second opinion or just want to chat about real estate, give me a call. I'd be happy to talk. We remain in a really interesting time right now. While real estate, which, by the way, has been deemed to be an essential service, Real estate itself continues with people buying and selling homes even today during this unprecedented time in history. But things are very different, very different. Uh, we're doing things remotely, including having client meetings and conducting showings uh, and doing open houses virtually. And we all know that this isn't just a local or regional matter. This is, after all, a global pandemic. So our colleagues in other marketplaces are affected too. Today, I'm taking you on another cross-country trip. I like doing this for you every once in a while. I have lots of friends, not only across the country, but in the States and internationally as well, too. And today, we're going to be going as far east as we can with Kevin Martin in St. John's, Newfoundland, then over to Toronto with our recurring guest, Tom Story. We will wrap up with a visit to Fort McMurray with my good friend, Melanie Gallia. You'll get to hear what's happening in these marketplaces, including how COVID-19 has changed things for them, not just us. We always start with our weekly listener question. And if you have a question or curiosity about real estate, give us a call. Our phone number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or find us online, cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. Speaking of which, by the way, we are not in the studio today. We're all self-isolating, self so I'm recording right now from my home studio. And, of course, our guests across the country will be doing the same as well, too. We are, by the way, videoing these. So if you'd like to see our episode in addition to hearing us this weekend, you can always visit us on the Prime Real Estate Team's Facebook page uh, or search us on YouTube. You'll find it there. Um, so the big question that has come up is not just one visitor question. A question that's come up recently is whether today is a good time to think about buying or selling. Because, of course, we're in this crazy time right now. So uh, really quickly, there's a few things to consider. I had started by saying that people are buying and selling real estate. It makes you wonder why. And one of the big reasons is, of course, there are people that need to move in any marketplace, any economy, any economic situation. There are people that need to move for whatever reason. If they're being relocated, if there's a change in the family dynamic, uh, if there's economic changes, which we may be seeing and probably will over the course of the next few weeks here, 
Um, so things do happen. Now, there's a few things that cause people to need to move. One is the need, just like I mentioned. Maybe there is a reason in their lives that necessitates the need uh, to move from one place to the next. Um, the only reason why you would be looking at houses right now and leaving your house during this time of self-isolation is if you are, you've got that strong need, you also must be strongly qualified. So you must have access to funds if you're buying, right? Um, and for those who are buying, and if you're wondering about whether or not the market is going to drop in the near future because of coronavirus, the biggest thing to consider is what your long-term plans are. So if you're intending to live in this home for an extended amount of time, you're going to be fine. Even if the market does drop, you think about your investments in your stocks. Every once in a while, those numbers go down, but it only really matters if you're going to be selling at the time they go down. If you are going to be there for 10 years, 20 years, a long amount of time, it all works out in the end uh, anyways. Is it a good time to buy or sell? Well, you are the only person that can answer that question. And I would say that you'd only really consider it at this time if it is urgent or a necessity. If you, ha if you have further questions or want to talk more, give us a call, 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or find us on cfax1070.com. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll be going across the country. As a reminder, we do podcast these episodes too, so you can find us on iTunes or Google Play. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking today in other marketplaces across Canada. We want to know what's going on, especially surrounding our coronavirus and self-isolation situation. Right now, we have with us Kevin Martin. Kevin is way east. He's over in St. John's, Newfoundland. Kevin, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome, sir. Thank you for having me on your show today. Yeah, you know, man, I love St. John's. I remember uh, the, the conference that was there 16 years ago now. That was, uh, was a good yeah. time. It was a really good time. It was a fantastic time. Yeah. Um, so tell us about, okay, before coronavirus, before everything started happening, uh, how has your market been? What's been going on? Um, since the uh, the drop in oil prices, 2014, uh, you know, um, I, I've been in the business uh, 23 years with Remax and St. John, so I've seen a few adjustments in the marketplace. But since 2014, um, with the price of oil uh, dropping, uh, St. John's went into sort of, um, well, you know, the uh, Newfoundland went into sort of um, uh, a contraction. And we've seen uh, major layoffs inside the oil sector and pretty much throughout the province and a lot of uh, subsectors that are associated with the oil industry. So, but, you know, our economy was starting to turn around. Um, we, uh, last year, we, um, our prices edged up for the first time since 2014 and um, and our inventory was starting to dry up and customer confidence was coming back into the marketplace. So we were sort of, sort of seeing the uh, light at the end of the tunnel. So it was, we were, we were, before this happened, we were starting off on a, you know, a, a short foot, but uh, we were starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Um, how about things like the fishing industry and all that? How, how had that been? 
uh, the fishing industry, my, my family are heavily involved into the fishing industry. Um, oh. And that's been sort of, you know, increasing substantially over the years. Uh, you know, even though other sectors like the oil industry have been slowing down, you know, uh, my, my dad has a 65 foot fishing vessel or 60 foot fishing vessel. My brother has another vessel and my brother has another vessel. So my yeah. family are heavily into that industry. And I'm also friends with, uh, you know, personal friends with producers that, that do a lot of crab. Yeah. Uh, and and, and, a, and a lot of this, of course, is exported. So this goes out to the international markets. Yeah, is- most of yeah most of the fish go out to the U.S. market. I, I've been told by Mr. Terry Daly about seventy five percent of the Newfoundland uh, snow crab and the cod go out to the U.S. marketplace. Believe it or not. Okay. So, but you know, the fishing industry was uh, has been very strong for the uh, for the last uh, for the last several years. Okay. So uh, fast forward, moving to what we're dealing with. Um, actually, sorry, let's just hold before we start talking about post-coronavirus. Um, yeah. Stats here. So the average sale price uh, in St. John's is how much? Right now, we were we were up to, before the 2014, we we're up to around 320. Now we're back to 288, 289, somewhere around that. Okay, so give us an example. What does is, what is 300,000 buy you right now? In St. John's, uh, three hundred thousand. That's going to buy you maybe a, a split entry home, uh, twenty five to thirty five years old. That um, most of the renovations are done, uh, but there's still some work needed to be done on the house. Okay, okay. So to give you an example, and I, I know you probably already know this, anyways. In Victoria, yeah. three hundred thousand right now is. Um, pretty well a studio apartment uh you know so you're you're getting you know maybe 600 square feet uh we'll talk to tom in a minute about what that gets you in toronto you can't get anything in toronto at that price i'm thinking right now um that is amazing so so for instance what could somebody enter the market uh with like um like your Mostly, starter, starter. yeah like your starter homes are like your uh your town homes uh you know, in like, uh, you know, a, a lower middle class income family, uh, they're running you anywhere from probably 150 to probably say 150 to 180, I guess. Yeah. And that hasn't changed a lot in 20 years, right? I mean, uh, no, very, very consistent. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's usually, um, yeah, very. It, it moved up slightly, but uh, you know, very consistent over the last uh, you know fifteen twenty years. Okay, more, so right? l- let's talk about investment for a moment. So, if you're if someone was to buy a house for three hundred thousand dollars, how much could mm-hmm. they rent that for right now? Um, main floors are renting right now anywhere from uh, rents have dropped substantially uh, since the two thousand fourteen oil drop, and uh, so have vacancies went up. Uh, before that, we were at near zero vacancy and we were you know we were getting good rents now the rents have dropped back uh we're only getting roughly around for a split entry bungalow home a main floor um uh, you know say 1100 to 1300 square feet we're getting roughly anywhere from maybe 1100 to 1500 square uh 1500 dollars plu okay uh, I'm sorry. So that's for the whole house, or are you saying the no? Main that fo- would be for the main floor only. Then a basement apartment. If you got a one bedroom or a two bedroom basement apartment, yeah. there have been some studies that have came out, come out that uh, the, you know your one bedroom or two bedroom basement apartment is 
the averages are working out at either 800 or 850 a month. Okay, so let's say your three hundred thousand dollar property, you're generating. Uh, I'm sorry, you said fifteen up. Fifteen up. And yeah, fifteen, eight, fifteen, and eight. Yeah, so twenty three hundred dollars a month on a three hundred thousand yeah. dollar purchase, right? Yeah. So again, to compare here, you know, if you're looking at a house with a suite in Victoria, you're going to be spending about eight hundred thousand, and wow. and your revenue is going to be say twenty two and fifteen. So you know, third around thirty five hundred dollars a month on an yeah. $800,000 purchase versus wow. your $2,300 yeah. a month on a $300,000 purchase. Yeah. Well, so we're still in uh, good standing, even though we've had a <laughs> contraction of the, uh, of the economy yeah. down here in 2014. Hey, well, here's a, here's a question for you because you know, uh, anyone in the market areas like uh, Vancouver, Toronto, Victoria uh, at your price points, um, we'd say, Hey, they're, they're so affordable. Is there housing affordability issues in St. John's, Newfoundland? Not really, no. Um, not, not really. You know, our prices are, you know, uh, our prices are, you know, uh, generally uh, very affordable. Um, because it kind of makes sense to, it makes sense to own as opposed to rent in a way, it, right? It, unfortunately, it really does uh, still in this marketplace, it does make uh, sense to own uh, the biggest impact are on seniors, uh, you know, that are on fixed incomes. Uh, most most of them are, you know, uh, finding it very, uh, very difficult right now, right? Of course, of course. Okay, right. so um, fast forward. Now we're dealing with a very interesting time, interesting time because we're dealing with yeah. coronavirus, self-isolation and everything. Yeah. Everyone's markets uh, have shuttered, right? Yeah. Or, or very quiet. So what's happening in St. John's, Newfoundland? Um, interesting. You should say that. Um, and we're having this conversation today. Um, I just, an hour ago, I, I was just down at, uh, the Northeast Avalon food bank, which is, um, probably one of the bigger food banks in St. John's Metro on the Northeast Avalon. And, um, we gave out, I, I forget how many food hampers. Um, and what we're noticing is that, um, there's people turning up now uh, you know, to the food bank that have never been on the food bank before. So I'm, you know, we're, we're expecting, you know, I would say there's probably 10, 15% more people on the food bank now than it was, um, than it was even three weeks ago. Okay. And it seems like there's more and more people turning out, um, on the food banks. Uh, that's the food bank side of thing. Um, onto the, uh, the real estate side of thing. Um, I've been with Remax 23 years and I've met you many, many years ago as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm one of the senior agents in my office and, uh, um, like real estate is pretty much to a standstill right now in, uh, in, in, in St. John's Metro. Mm. It's, uh, it's almost near zero activity. Um, it's just, a, you know, it, it's a lot of uncertain times, Tony, and we really don't know where it's going. Yeah. Well, and and we so we had a uh, a group meeting a couple of weeks ago, uh, yeah. you and I and a whole bunch of other people. And the yeah. other thing you mentioned too is that Newfoundland, as a province, is not necessarily doing so well right now. And and, and we're not because uh, even up to um, three two, two two weeks ago, I think that was just before we chatted. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the Newfoundland government is running a major deficit right now. Uh, I think they're running a deficit of. You know, uh, I think they're down to 
600 or 700 million right now in running in red. So, you know, and we've, we've lost a lot of, um, a lot of revenue from our oil because, uh, you know, they, they place their expenditures on, uh, this revenue coming in and the price of oil changed. So less revenue coming in. So uh, to, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, uh, the Newfoundland government never had enough money in the, uh, in the public uh, account to pay their public sector workers. So they were short, um, I think with wow. three or $4 million. So they went to the bank of Canada to try to sell some bonds to raise the money and the bank of Canada turned them down. Then they had to go to the prime minister and the prime minister came to the rescue. And, uh, yeah. So then they, they got the money, but then their, their rating, their, uh, credit rating, rating. changed, changed from stable to negative. Yeah. Well, so, hey, listen, you know, if I, I'm sure we have, uh, uh, Newfoundland expats that listen to our program here in Victoria, yeah. still a beautiful place. And, you know, we're all just dealing with this on a day-to-day -day basis right now. Um, you know, I love St. John's. Love to come. I can't wait to come back. Uh, if people need to reach you, if people need to reach you, Kevin, what's the best way uh, for them to do that? The best way to reach me is, uh, you know, um, maybe on my on my cell phone, uh, yep. area code 709-687-1990. Yep. Uh, or certainly on my website at stjohnshomes.ca. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty accessible. You can call my cell anytime and uh, I'm pretty accessible, right? Great, great. Well, thank you for joining us, Kevin. Uh, again, we're going nope. a trip across the country here, starting okay. with St. John's, Newfoundland. We need to take okay. a quick break here. When we come okay. back, we're going to be chatting okay. about Toronto. Thanks for coming, Kevin. Okay. Thanks, Tony. Take care. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sell is insurance advisor with Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Uh, we are recording in self-isolation right now in our homes. Again, I'm away from the studio right now. We are doing a trip across the country during this corona coronavirus time we were chatting with kevin martin a moment ago just before the break he is in st john's newfoundland beautiful st john's newfoundland <laughs> and right now joining us is representing toronto tom story with royal lepage tom thanks for coming back hey thank you so much for having me on again actually it wasn't that long ago that we had you on talking about toronto but of course you know we didn't expect all this stuff to happen right no, not at all. And I think, you know, our year started with a bang here in Toronto. Like our market was moving along very nicely, obviously until recently. Okay. Um, we were talking about numbers uh, uh, on the break before we started off here. Um, Toronto, of course, uh, Canada's uh, metropolis, right? Everything happens there. Uh, in many ways, the, uh, the pulse or the heartbeat of the country here. Um, what's going on? Are, have has it shut down completely or is there still a trickle of things happening? I would say there's a, there's a trickle in terms of like a few people that got stuck in terms of on the sell side that already bought a property and have to sell. But otherwise it's like, it's like a big pause button was put out and everyone touched at the same time. Um, if you're looking year over year, like I'm a stats nerd like you, I track the numbers and you know, if you look just over year over year for the first 14 days of this month, our sales are down 80%, so 80%, which is obviously, but to me, that's actually encouraging because it's telling me like, okay, 
people that aren't don't absolutely have to buy are not going outside right now. So that's nice. Yes. Yes. And then the other number that we always track is new listings. So new listings is also down 64%. Mm -hmm. And again, I like to see that because if listings were going up, but sales weren't happening, we we're going to have an issue with prices in the future. But it yeah. seems at this point that they've kind of stabilized each other. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because you see, this is something that, that, that has come up to this general consumer thought that, well, you know, right now, maybe there's going to be some steals to be had or some deals. Um, and uh, as you mentioned, I mean, it's, it's an alignment with inventory, right? Yep. Um, so what you're saying is inventory has not grown in Toronto. Not at the point that would affect our market. Like if you ran our numbers right now, we'd still be deemed a seller's market just strictly based on the inventory levels. Yep. Um, I do think that like, listen, there's, there's some sellers right now that have to sell their property that are going to sell at losses. Like that's just, that's going to happen. Yeah, so for instance, these are people that maybe uh, had bought another property before COVID stepped in and expecting everything to be fine. I would say for the most part, they're the only people because anyone that was just testing the market at this point is no longer for sale. They've taken their property off. Yeah. Um, it's really the people that got stuck. So I do think the month of April, um, yeah, we're going to see a lot of sales that are back to late to mid 2019 numbers, nowhere close to what we were getting early 2020 because some people uh, really do need to sell. But I've also seen other situations where as this was all kind of starting to happen, we actually made an offer on a condo. There were seven offers on it and they didn't take any of them because none of them were up to what they were expecting. So again, that's not great for our buyer, but I look at that and go like, okay, well, you know, people aren't giving homes away. They're not desperate. Um, well, because if they don't get what they want, then they're yeah. just not selling. Well, that's it. And they were obviously in a position where they didn't have to sell. And I would say for a good portion of the people that try to sell, unless you've already bought first, you know, you're not going to be in that position anyways. So how, what's your thoughts about the, um, the employment situation? Because obviously a lot of people right now are out of work or, yeah. or unemployed. What's this going to do to uh, the, the real estate marketplace in Toronto? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a reality that like, we're going to take a hit at some point based on what's going on with, with employment right now. Like people are losing their jobs. They've be been putting on furlough, like it's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you look in terms of the three things I always track is like employment. So do people have a job that they can buy a property, right? That do they have that is immigration happening. So obviously there's no immigration right now. And can you borrow money at a decent rate from the bank? So those are the three things. So right now, two of them are question marks, right? Um, so yeah, I think it's just realistic. Like for us to all think this is going to go back to rosy and perfect whenever, a, you know, vaccine is figured out or they've opened the doors again and the state of emergency is lifted. That's not, that's not reality. Like it's going to take a little bit of time, but there was, we were in a market that had so much pent up demand. Like for the first three months of the year before all this happened, we couldn't on, on helping buyers. We didn't have one opportunity where there was less than three offers on a property. Like our market, there was such a huge demand for housing and whatever way you look at it, even if you took away about half the buyers in Toronto, we'd still be in a seller's market just based on how crazy it was skewed to one side. This is going to balance it. Yeah. So, you know, that's a really interesting point because it, it, again, people are thinking based on economy and uncertainty and all that stuff that the real estate market could take a big hit, but that's not taking into account the fact that all that demand and interest was there to begin with. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that the rates have been so low and that's been the, the sort of driver and causing people who maybe weren't in the market to get in the market. Right. Yeah. And, and whatever way you put it, like Toronto has, a housing shortage, like wh yeah. whatever way you, the, you look at the immigration that comes in, 
um, and everything and how many homes are built. And like what I always point to, and when you talk to Melanie after, this will be a funny discussion because like, you know, in Toronto, people buy condos. Condos are the number one asset type that sells. It's not because people love condos. Yeah. Because when you get pre-approved, like, listen, that's your only option. It's either you buy an entry-level condo or you rent. But in other markets across Canada, people aren't buying condos because you can afford what the average house is. Well, we just talked with Kevin about that, you know, 300000 for a house in St. John's, Newfoundland, right? Yeah, that doesn't even buy you almost anything. Even a tiny condo in Toronto is almost $400,000 now. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the metrics of, of location, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, how are you how is it out there right now? Like when you walk the streets of Toronto or whatever, when you're when yeah. you're observing what's going on, how's it feel? What's what's going on? You know, the first week I think I struggled like everybody, where I was like still in this mode of like, okay, I gotta work eight hours a day at home and and you realize like it you're gonna go a little bit stir crazy. Um, I've come to the point of like this calmness has come over me or I'm actually enjoying this time right now, but our streets are essentially empty. Like I'll take the dog out a few times a day and walk around, but really no one's out there. The only place you see anybody is waiting within six feet distance from each other outside of the grocery store. The, the city is essentially shut down. Okay. And so you're, you're not really uh, observing any of these instances of, of these uh, group get togethers and people uh, uh, defying the, uh, the, um, no the social distancing stuff. Okay. I certainly haven't, but I also haven't been outside that much, to be honest with you. So um, I haven't. It's actually, it's remarkable how much work we can actually do as real estate professionals uh, remotely, right? Oh, I think we had many of these tools already. It's just, they weren't needed as much as they are now. Yeah. But the other thing, I I was having a call a little earlier today about the fact that um, real estate, we've actually kind of inadvertently prepared for this because we've been doing a lot of this um, remote technology for years, right? So we are, we're ready. We're, we're oh, good to go. I used to tell people like if there was only one thing I was allowed to pay for every year in my business, it would be electronic signatures. Like it yeah. is amazing. Well, it, we need to remind listeners here because we're in, we're in Victoria. Yeah. Ontario came to the party late because uh, the Ontario Real Estate Association, you guys were the last to actually uh, um, have electronic signatures. Interesting. Uh, by quite a ways. Cause you, you know, you're a very litigious litigious uh, uh, culture in Ontario, right? There's also a lot of us to please at the same time. <laughs> yeah, there is that too. Okay, Tom, uh, great having you as always. Uh, if people need to reach you to talk anything Toronto, first of all, they'll probably see you on TV because you're always on global, uh, CTV, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so you're a familiar face, but if they need to reach you, best way? Yeah, so I would say check us out on Instagram at the story team, story spelled S-T-O-R-E-Y, or just type my name into Google and you'll find us. Yeah, E-Y, S-T-O-R-E-Y. Okay, thanks for joining us, uh, Tom. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll be chatting about Fort McMurray with Melanie Gallia. Back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We are going across the country talking about real estate in different marketplaces especially related to what we're going through right now in self-isolation and quarantine. Such an interesting time, one that we probably will never see again. Uh, But my guest right now uh, from Fort McMurray is my good friend from REMAX, Melanie Gallia. Melanie, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, So there's a reason why uh, we have you as a guest today. First of all, uh, this is long overdue. I've been wanting to have you here for a while. Um, We want to talk about the market, obviously, in Fort McMurray. But of course, the other thing that listeners will know is that your town underwent a situation 
not that long ago. And a, a big part of what you have gone through is kind of rebuilding uh, not only the city, but the marketplace as well, too, in terms of real estate. So that's what I want to get to. But first of all, let's start off and talk about what's going on, um, what has been going on up until the middle of March. Uh, in the marketplace in Fort Mountain. Well, I think we, uh, much like what Tom was saying in Toronto, we were having a phenomenal start to the year. And for when I was looking at the stats, because I'm a stats junkie too, I was like, I, I can't put my finger on why. There was, there was no pressure on buyers, to, but like there was no mortgage rate changes. There was no mortgage rule changes. You know, we were coming into like the, the, the low end or the high end. I don't know how to describe it, but very close to going into like from, like being in a buyer, like a balanced market, which was, which was fantastic. So it's come to a screaming halt though. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm on the real estate board for the Fort McMurray um, in Fort McMurray. And uh, one of the things that we're going to, we just put out our, our report this week and for March, but we're not going to do one for April. We're not going to do one for May or, just because we feel like until things stabilize, it's not a true reflection. And the same thing happened you know, when you're comparing year to year from May, 2016 to 2017, or even the month before, it was really difficult. And we don't want to put fear into people about what's happening, but, but still letting them know houses are still selling, but you know, be careful. There's, we are considered an essential service, but there's new norms to showings. So, so talking about your market and when things were strong leading up to this, what, what has been the driver? Because there's been some changes in the oil uh, realm in the country here. So what, what, what has been, what's been the, 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 the driving factor here? I think the fact that prices are a lot lower and the interest rates are low. Right. So the, the market, the average price of a single family home has come down at least $250,000 in the last few years. So wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So where are you at my right house now? Is, yeah. My house is worth like I paid seven thirty eight in two thousand eleven, yeah. and it's probably worth about five, maybe five thirty eight. Wow! And and was that the peak back then, or would it have been higher than seven, whatever? So the av- the peak of the average in the in the busiest area was seven seventy four, and we're down to about five thirty ish, right? Five twenty ish right now okay. for um, the most popular area of town. So yeah, that two hundred fifty thousand dollar mark. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that yeah, happened. We've been and- taking it to, we've been taking it for a while. Fort McMurray has been really beat on the last few years. It's been, it's been a struggle here. And no, and, we're, and so, prices, it's so, we're, so we're talking like this is even before the, the fires, right? Yeah. Things the were- fire actually stimulated the economy a bit. So I was like in the January, 2016, I was a little worried. I didn't have a lot of sales on the books. And then we had a month off because uh-huh. we were vacated and then we came back home and things were just flat out. And so my business has grown and grown and grown, but we've also seen a lot more bank repos here okay. as well. Okay. So that's been, that, that's probably taken up about 10% of our market. Okay. Um, we talked about rents with uh, Kevin Martin uh, earlier. Uh, so from, uh, let's talk about what kind of rent you get for a house, for instance, uh, relative to its, uh, its acquisition price right now. So average house again you're talking if it's five something or other let's say it's 525 okay and what kind of rent would you get for that probably 2000 maybe 2500 like to give you like so i have a a legal basement suite and i used to get 2200 dollars. i'd probably get 1400 for it now 
Okay. So there's been a real adjustment. And again, these are things that are pre-COVID-19, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, now, not thinking about coronavirus, where was yeah. Fort McMurray going? Like what, how do you feel things were going and you what know, the future was going to hold? There's a, there's a couple of things that are kind of going against us, even though things were starting out gangbusters at the beginning of the year with tech pulling out and us, you know, no matter what anybody's position is on, on pipelines, we need pipelines and we need them. Um, and the price of oil right now. So there's been lots of cutbacks and no expansion going on sites. And there's been some, and now with COVID there's been layoffs. So it was going to be a really interesting year to see what was going to happen. Some delayed projects just because the oil prices are so low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know like there's the parts of the country that rely on oil are not doing well. So like Newfoundland and Fort McMurray yeah. or Alberta, I'm going to say Alberta, not just Fort McMurray. Well, well, and this is, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to speak with you guys today, because you know, here we are in, in small little protected Victoria and granted there's a lot of Victorians who came from elsewhere, you know, probably Newfoundlanders, probably a lot of Albertans, obviously, a lot of Torontonians. Uh, and I think sometimes people forget about the fact that uh, real estate in general is not necessarily uh, a reflection of what we see in Victoria, right? Um, <laughs> no, yes. like I, I wish, right? Like when we hear how well, and we're happy for Toronto, you know, that they're doing so well. But, you know, we look at condos here in Fort McMurray, that is no, like... I have a condo listing. It is a bank group rule for $35,000 for a one bedroom. $35,000. Yes. Okay. Uh, With strata fees or condo fees about 500 and change. Interesting. Huh? Yep. Okay. And so I asked the question um, of Kevin as well too, about housing affordability issues. Yeah. So uh, what are you guys facing in your community? As far well, as I think we've got a different array of type of housing than we would in a, in a bigger market. Like Toronto would not have this. Like we have mobiles with home, with lands that yep. are available that seem to be like last year, that was actually a seller's market, that bracket. Okay. But I think because there's been some issues in Fort McMurray and in Alberta that the condos are, and I think BC is starting to see this happen, that the insurance for the prop for the yeah. condos are going up significantly because the insurance industry has realized, oh, we've been missing out on this market. We've been losing out here and losing out here. And we lost a couple of really big condo projects with the fire too. So, you know, I think with the floods in Calgary, some of the stuff that was happening and then just maybe some mismanagement previously from some condos, like the, you know, like their deductible may have been $35,000, but the work was a $40,000 job. Like, Now the condos are going to have to fork out the extra rather than have an insurance claim. So- yeah, I, thanks for bringing this up. Um, and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Tom back into the fold here because this is a we're gonna come back to you, Melanie to talk about okay. uh, Fort Mac in a sec. But see again, the the condo insurance thing has been an issue here in the Lower Mainland, and a lot of condo owners of Stratus have been saying, "Oh, you know, it's just a BC thing." It's not because insurance uh, companies are all they're heavily affected by not only national issues, like you said, Calgary floods, but global, you know, hurricanes, tsunamis, all that kind of stuff. Um, so Tom, uh, insurance for uh, condo buildings in Toronto, you're seeing this too, right? So it's happening, but I will say nowhere near the level of what's going on in BC. Mm-hmm. Um, insurance across the board here has gone up. Like my car insurance payment before all this, like went up crazy. 
Um, but it, it hasn't been at least as much of a media issue in Toronto as it's been in other areas of Canada. Well, now, mind you, part of that, too, has to do with the fact that uh, I, I, I believe Ontario uh, strata ownership has different forms of legislation that, that prevent um, uh, buildings to get to the point where they have been in, in uh, BC, for instance, where, people th where there have been deferrals in maintenance and things like that, right? Yeah, that, I, it's not something that at least conversation-wise with clients or sellers or buyers, no one has brought it up as a big concern in our market, uh, like I had seen it. And you make a good point. I don't know the exact logistics on the back end, but that's probably what's happening. Yeah. So, uh, Melanie, going back to you know what, what you're talking about, so um, 35000 for a condo. Yeah. Where do I sign now, up? Now, yeah. no. Okay. It's like, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's not the most desirable area of town, let's put it oh, that okay. way. You know, okay. we all have, you know, we all have our Jane and Finch area sort of thing, right? So... Uh, I don't know what that is in Victoria, but we don't have that area in Victoria. Victoria is it's paradise. <laughs> okay, um, okay, Melanie. Now I want to talk now about about that other thing, which is what happened in Fort McMurray. Um, when was the fire? May two thousand. We were evacuated May third, two thousand and sixteen, and then we were, I, we were evacuated for a month. Yeah, and I remember because you posted pictures and videos, and it looked like the inferno of Hades. You know, I have to tell you, I am, I am so blessed that I didn't have to drive through the wall of fire. I didn't have a panicked, you know, exit from the city. Um, we went North. We, st we literally camped under the bridge to nowhere. That's the name of the bridge and um, stayed overnight. So I didn't go through the camps and the bedlam. Of I'm really glad I didn't. Cause I think that would have been, I'm pretty empathetic and sensitive to people's to people's energy and moods and stuff like that so i think it would have been really hard and so the next morning we drove back to town we kind of even we did not kind of we snuck back to the house for like an hour and a half had a shower when yeah. i got to my cousin's place in st paul my hair smelled like smoke it was cr it was crazy yeah. so there was a house on the on the cul-de-sac that i was living lance boussiers who owns remax fort mcmurray he lost his house um but the but he but they had to make sure that they protected that because the hospital is like 750 meters away. And if downtown, it would have just destroyed downtown. Like the, so they really had to protect that cul-de-sac in that area. Yeah. And so the fire got really close to where I was living at the time, like the fence of the neighbor next door. Like it was, wow. yeah. Okay. So now fast forward to when this was all kind of over a lot of your colleagues, including people that I know, you know, that, that we knew through our coaching company, everything, they left the Fort Mac area and they moved to Vancouver or whatever, but yep. you decided to stay and you, you stayed in your community. Why did you do that? Uh, probably a little stubbornness. <laughs> okay. Um, it felt like when I got home. So the crazy thing is I have this um, community um, video series that I have called discover Fort McMurray and it was supposed to launch May 1st. Yeah. So I felt like when I got back, I was, ne I was needed. It felt like home. Yeah. Where else were we going to go? I couldn't like, I had a house, I couldn't sell it. So, um, so it was like, no, let's stay and hunker down and get, just get to work. And, and then I really dove into helping businesses and get the word out that they were open again. Cause it was staggered. It was weird. Like, imagine, like, you guys are just starting to see what it would be like yeah. if local businesses weren't there and weren't open. Yes. 
So that's what we experienced when we came back. So there was this slow trickling because, you know, there's lots of businesses that had to get rid of all of their product, you know, stuff was rotted. Like there was no planning. It was like, get out now, mm-hmm. you know? So fridges were full of food and stuff like that. Like there was a lot of getting stuff back together. You know what I mean? When we, when, when we moved back, we were living in a rental of Lantis. So Lance needed to move back into the house that we were living in because we had sold Jason's house and moved into this rental house because my house was rented at the time. And so uh, it had just become vacant. I had had it up for sale. Ironically, Uh, glad it didn't sell and we had to move. So um, my ex was, he's now my ex, like was working at the golf course, like 10, 12 hours a day. And like, I pretty much had to move myself. And I was just like, as I was having moments of like feeling sorry for myself, I was like, you did not lose your house. Get it together, girl. You know what I mean? And it was like, so in that respect, in that respect is very different because we're not losing houses to to disaster or anything here. Now there are empty restaurants, there are empty stores there, you know, things like that. Um, you stuck around because you, you, you've taken on and you continue being the champion for your community and you've been promoting businesses. I love that. You've been doing videos. We do a lot of our stuff just because of what you've done. Uh, and you know, you, you're, you're like the de facto, uh, Fort Mac, uh, champion. Yeah, I am kind of Fort Max um, self-proclaimed champion. <laughs> yeah. So, so I you be the social mayor, but you taught me that, right? Oh, you taught me about being the social mayor and connecting people and the power of that. And and right now, I, I have to say I'm really blessed that I have the support of the Chamber of Commerce and with Buffalo Economic Development to help promote local businesses because I have an app called Discover Fort McMurray and we're trying to get the word out. And I created a group, and yeah. so. So, support, so my, my message is support your local businesses as much as you can. Yeah. And, and the bottom line is this too shall pass. It will pass. Yes. We just it don't will know pass. When. And yeah. so no matter what your profession is, yeah. the one thing that I wish that I had done more, but I'm not, I'm not beating myself up about it. Take the time to learn something new. Yeah. Give yourself the time and space. Like if you need a down day, like I'm going to be taking Sundays off. I don't need to work. There's no reason for me to have to work on Sundays right now. So getting back to that and and just creating some boundaries for myself and what I need and how much I'm putting out and giving and and making sure I'm replenishing myself because I am going head first into discover Fort McMurray TV and, and sharing businesses and getting the word out about that. So, but I think the really important, important message, take care of your well-being. Mentally, physically, and emotionally. If that's one message that I can give your listeners, please make sure you do that. Amazing. Uh, People need to reach you, Melanie. Uh, How can they do that? Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm sold by Melanie. If you look up my name, Melanie Gallia, G-A-L-E-A, you can find me. Thanks for joining us, Melanie. And then going back to Tom for a moment here again. Oh, Tom, what are you teaching yourself during this? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Nothing. How to remain calm and patient and productive. I'll ask that uh, question of you again later. People need to reach you. Uh, how do you do that? Uh, yeah. Instagram is probably the best. Just at the story team or uh, storyteam.ca. S-T-O-R-E-Y. Got it. Great. And for you guys, I'm teaching myself the piano again. Because when I come out of this, I'll be playing piano. Uh, wow. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, our cross-country trip uh, talking about real estate in this coronavirus time. Uh, And to our listeners, I'll be here for you this time next week. See you then.